Broads, if getting your birth control is just another to-do on your list, streamline that, okay, and let Pill Club take care of it. Pill Club is the birth control subscription prescribed by medical professionals delivered right to your door. So you can save time by skipping the doctor's office visit and you don't have to go to the pharmacy. And if you have questions, their medical team is always just a text away. The Pill Club carries over 120 FDA-approved brands. Most brands of birth control are free with insurance or Medicaid. Otherwise, prices start as low as $7 per month without insurance. And right now, when you go to thepillclub.com slash chatty, the Pill Club is offering a $10 donation to bedsider.org. For every Chatty Broads listener who becomes a patient, your donation will help a low-income individual get access to birth control through bedsider.org. That's right. Just go to thepillclub.com slash chatty to get your first birth control care package and donate to help more women in need of affordable birth control. Remember, thepillclub.com slash chatty. You have to use our link in order to make a donation. This episode is brought to you by Let's Get Checked. Broads, it is so important that we all are making sure to get tested regularly for STDs. Over 1 million STIs are acquired every single day, so it's really important that we are all getting tested. And with Let's Get Checked, it's so simple and private from the comfort of your own home. All you have to do is go to the Let's Get Checked site, order the 8 STD testing kit. It will arrive at your door, take the test, mail it back with the prepaid label, and you'll have the results in two to five days. Our listeners will get 20% off their entire order with code chatty. Just visit trylgc.com slash chatty and enter code chatty at checkout to ensure you and your significant others or other are staying safe. That's try LGC, like let's get checked. Try LGC.com slash chatty, enter code chatty. And welcome to another episode of Chatty Broads with Becca and Jess. Hey, hey broads. broads, you just started before we started recording and say there are some things I want to talk to you about. And I did. <laughs> what a way to lead into the episode. I, there are a couple things that I'm like, I have over the past week found out, heard about random pop culture stuff, random TikTok stuff. And I'm like, I need Becca's opinions about this, but I'm going to wait to ask her about them. Yes. Because <laughs> yes. they're very important. But first, um, I almost bought the tarot cards tonight and I totally forgot. I was like wearing the Long Beach Rising shirt and I was like, I'm going to bring grace and energy into this and bring tarot cards to do your tarot. And I forgot. Next time. Rods, we're doing this. We normally record in the morning, but we're doing this episode. I can't remember the last time we've done an an evening evening. You're in your sweatshirt. I'm in a pajama top. I know. It's such a cute pajama top. Thank you so much. Great color. Thank you. Goes with the inside of your house right now, actually. Thank you very much. We like to, uh, you know, keep the aesthetic flowing how was your birthday it was so nice thank you so much for the flowers oh, you're and the welcome. sweet message oh. broad thing it was so i felt like so loved Good. and it was it was a perfect birthday for my introverted self mm. i what? was like how old are you 33 my jesus year wow so this is the year that i need to really move mountains <laughs> No pressure. This is the year where I need to turn the mustard seed into a mountain or whatever that is. Um, We should do another. We should actually try to get someone to do like a 33rd year birthday reading, like special psychic horoscope, whatever reading. I would love that. And you mentioned to me, which needs to happen, is that 
Jessica Lignato needs to uh, read the boys' charts for yes. one of their episodes. Like, I know that yes. they're supposed to be doing Bachelor content yeah. now, but we need to have... No, we need it. They, I, I, I just broad sorry, just for us. <laughs> like, I need her to read their charts and to explain things to me. I think we have some weeks during the Bachelorette where they'll have back to back weeks. So, like on one of those weeks, we should just be oh, like, "Sorry, yeah. broads, you're Good gonna idea. have to hold the Bachelorette content." We're gonna need to find out deep things about them <sighs> because that that first episode that Jessica came on, so many things that she read on our charts. God, I don't. We're I barely so remember. specifically true. I should go back and listen to it. I remember we listened to it like a year later because it's been two years or something like that. Yeah, and it was wild. Wow! Like you became pregnant. Yeah. And she, oh like, yeah, I do remember that. Predicted that one. I remember that? Evan, full job, stop shift. I mean, like it was predicted all of it. And then she called us out for floss for not flossing, which I will say, better. I yes, so, so have I. I floss every day now. I'm very specific about it. I go through it. periods of time where I floss every day, yeah. and then other times where it dips. I used to hate flossing, yeah. and now I find like extreme satisfaction. It's very in satisfying. It. Yeah, it's a little bit like picking. I do it, uh, which is I know will probably really gross people out because a lot of people are like flossing only belongs in the bathroom. Okay, but no. I'll do it like while watching a show or something sure. and like really take my time, you know? Sure. I mean, why not? I like to like, I, I, I'll sit in front of a little like hand yeah. and just like go to town. Now, granted, gingivitis, bloody central most of the time if I really go to town. Did you know when they go to the dentist and they do that like five, three, two, you know, when they read your teeth? And oh, they, yeah. Did you know that that's about the gap? Like that's about how much... um like gum gapage you have. What? Yeah. The, the, no one has, no dentist has ever explained this to me since my last dentist. I know I'm going to botch it. Sorry, dentists listening. But basically <laughs> and we know like, there are a lot of you listening. Yeah. <laughs> basically, they're measuring like, um, like how, like gum, your gums can kind of become like detached from your teeth. And that's really where like food can get lodged. Oh. I don't know if I'm explaining it at the detachment, but like actually the healthier your gums are, the more they like fit between your teeth. Uh-huh. So what can happen is if like if you don't floss, like the gums will actually kind of get like a little bit I don't know, you'll get more gaps where more stuff can fit in, Yuck. basically. So that's what those numbers are. They're like it's like measurements of like had, how when I go to the dentist, I hear them saying yeah, things and, and I I'm just hearing because of the anxiety. Oh, yeah. It's just like ringing in my ears and they'll ask me questions and I don't know what I'm yeah. saying back. Probably all lies because I don't recall. Well, I always just heard numbers where they'd be like four one, two, 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 three, five, one, You're two, like, two. I know four. that they number your teeth too, right? So like when they'll be like, like 20 set, oh, like, we have to remove that that tooth of Jessica's. They'll be like, we got to take out two. Because I got like number two, two. Yeah, because they got to make sure they don't pull out the wrong tooth. You know, or become one of the, the woman we talked about who went on a field day and took all those teeth out of that poor guy's mouth. I'll never get over that. Ever. No, that shit is just never. <sighs> That's how I know hell exists because it's right here on Earth. Well, let me tell you a way that I know that hell exists. Mm, I'm living for whatever segue this is about to be. Okay. Oh my god, tell me. So I just saw an article. Um, I'm scared that Megan Trainer, you know the singer. Yeah, I think I saw this. Whatever you're about to say, but I don't remember what it is about the bathroom situation. What is it 
So she posted a TikTok and showed that in her bathroom, her and her husband got toilets installed so that they could sit next to each other and use the restroom. This is kind of like remember that remember <laughs> remember the seventh circle of hell. Remember your was it your sister's friends? You do no, the poop app. My sister, yeah, my sister yeah. and her boyfriend do the poop app. But this is this is a whole new level. It's a it's like that is the I don't know how the rings of hell work, but like your sister and her boyfriend are one of those one rings, of the rings. And Megan Trainer's like four levels deeper. That's that is like the, <laughs> you open you open the door to the fourth circle of hell, and they're like couples must shit next to each other, and there's just two toilets. Can you imagine? Now this is what makes it. Mo- That's my wait. <laughs> Cont- okay, no, no. Have no, you no. seen those photos in like? in like of like public bathrooms where there's just rows of toilets like all lined up to each other like uh, you mean without doors yeah like i think they're from like um you know really inhumane living situations but also sometimes i think it's like a cultural thing and i i, I know i've seen that before and nothing is worse to me my my like heart hurts for someone with a penis because i don't understand why in public bathrooms that the urinals are like a group thing. I guess you just don't really have to show your dick, you know? But it's just like, that's like a it's moment. Weird. You're like unzipping your pants. You're pulling out your genitalia. Yeah. There's pee flying everywhere. Like God yeah. knows that it splatters. And sometimes when they just have those troughs, like in certain bars, that there's not even a, a urinal divider. It's just like a trough where it's like, all right, go up and piss. I would... I would never not use the closed stall. I would always just pee in that closed stall. But I feel like then that's you're kind of publicly shamed for that too. You know, I know. everyone know that you're the you're they, the weirdo. They hear you peeing, and but, you're like, maybe I just want some privacy. You're also conditioned for it, though. You know, like little boys with their dads or whatever from the time they grow up. It's, it's bizarre to it's me. So strange, like why they have that, and then we have separate. Like, why aren't our stalls just? Well, because we have to pull out our asses. We have to <laughs> we have to literally pull down our pants or in the case of like certain clothing, pull off your entire outfit if you're wearing a, a, oh, a romper. Oh, the death of the romper. So, How many you know, times has that happened where you get in the cutest outfit and you're just like, Fuck. Just naked in the stall. That's always my Halloween problem. Oh. Uh, and when on Halloween, I'm normally drinking. And yeah. Lord yeah. knows I break the seal quick. I have no control to not break the seal. And then you're like, oh, this cat suit that takes 45 minutes for me to pull on and then peel off every time I have to use the restroom. It's over. I'm going to think about that this Halloween. You need to get like a fetish one that has like a zip, <laughs> you know? Like an all leather right, one that, that, yeah, that right has a on the badge. Zip. Yeah, just zzz. but then I mean I'm not I don't I don't have a direct I don't have a direct stream. I need to no, bring a funnel. I so I used to before having kids and ever since is they stitched us is? up with that I you know what I think it is, Jess? Because we each had a tiny little labial tear. A tear. I think they did those little stitches and it fucks up. It fucks <laughs> Broads, it all up. Let us know if you haven't had a kid. Because you were fine before, right? I was totally fine. I used before. to be able to squat just kind of like no problem. Now you're like, you're doing a camping squat. I'm like, oh, cool. No, it's going all down my it's, right leg. I'm absolutely. And it's, ha- it's going I down the side. I have a direction. You- I have a direction. It, it has to. It's the, it's the, like, it's the it stitch. It splatters. It's the tear. It splatters, but there's definitely a specific direction. Is it the direction of where you had your tear? I'm assuming. Yeah. I don't even know. I don't, you I don't, don't know because I never. I can see found it. Found out. 
I can see the little like. Oh, do you look at it? It's not super obvious, but you can see where there's a tiny little part of like the little lab, you know, like the inner labia. You can yeah. just see a little like bloop. It's just like a tiny little like dip. And you can't even see a scar or anything. Just like a little like piece is sort of like missing. I remember after having ember and then knowing that i got the little stitch and then evan was asking me he's like are you gonna like look to see like where it was and i was like absolutely not i get so lightheaded and i still have not like i i i I used to check out every once in a while check out the vagine see how it's doing you know whatever i can't now just because I'm so scared that if there's a scar that I'll just get lightheaded because I get so woozy about everything. You won't see a you won't see a scar. You will probably just see a little like I don't know how to describe it, but it was just like a little blip. When you had different. Frank, did it reopen? Uh, Sorry, broads, if this no, is making I had a, anyone lightheaded. I had a <laughs> small like I think I had a small legal tear, but my midwife didn't stitch it. Actually, she's like it'll probably oh, okay. just make it more of a thing if I stitch it. So. Yeah, just I think it just it, healed back up. And I think it was actually better healing back on its own. Well, now we need funnels. Yeah, I now do. It's like, it's like, yeah, I'm like, I'm going to get absolutely drenched. Yes, and <laughs> I almost ordered one and then I like got held up. Don't know why. Okay, broads, quick pause. Listen, for some reason, Halloween just sparks a very natural creativity kick in kids. Maybe it just rides along the coattails of having just gone back to school. It's the start of the holiday season. And then, of course, there's all the excitement of picking Halloween costumes. My daughter, Ember, is in such a crafty mood this time of year, which is why I am extra grateful for our KiwiCo crate deliveries when they come. Oh my God, KiwiCo is the best friend of every parent with kids, especially those that are just naturally creative and constantly wanting to foster that uh, imagination and curiosity. KiwiCo delivers hands-on science, art, and geography projects that are age-specific to your little learner. You get one every month. The projects are focused on helping your child understand a specific theme. And I was kind of shocked when I first saw what KiwiCo was sending because long gone are the days of macaroni art. KiwiCo is teaching kids everything from basic chemistry, yes, you heard that, basic chemistry, to how certain weather patterns work, to machine mechanics. But they teach your kids these things all through ways that your children will actually enjoy and understand. That's the coolest part. I just let Ember run with her KiwiCo. The instructions are so clear and she has so much fun doing the projects herself. It really fosters creativity and independence. It's amazing to watch. Plus, everything you need is included in the crate every time, which means you never have to go searching for glue or scissors. And you can just enjoy learning with your kiddo. This truly is the most perfect crate for anyone who takes care of a child. It's also a great gift. And you can scare up some spooky fun this Halloween with KiwiCo. Redefine learning with play and explore hands-on projects that build confidence, creativity, and critical thinking skills. Get 50% off your first month plus free shipping on any crate line with code chatty at kiwico.com. That's 50% off your first month at K-I-W-I dot, oops, K-I-W-I-C-O dot com promo code chatty. So kiwico.com promo code chatty. So I don't know about you, but around my house, we're counting down the seconds until we get to put up the Christmas tree and mapping out potential holiday activities weeks ahead of time. But I know that for a lot of us, um, the holidays are sometimes not the most wonderful season of all. In fact, the holidays can come with a lot of stress from family 
or lack of family, travel, outside pressures, or a myriad of other things, it's a lot, but you don't have to handle it alone. Let Talkspace help. Talkspace is the number one online therapy platform that's there to help you anytime you need it. Talkspace has thousands of licensed therapists in dozens of different specialties, everything from trauma to couples counseling to addiction and so many more areas of expertise. And once you match with your therapist, you'll be able to use the Talkspace app to message with them 24-7, even set up video sessions. The whole thing is designed to fit into your schedule. I am such a big fan of therapy, especially around the holidays, for real. I don't care if your family looks picture perfect on a holiday card. You still might need someone non-biased to vent to after 12 days in an isolated cabin with them on a winter holiday, okay? But seriously, therapy is such a helpful tool for getting through whatever life throws at you. If you need a little support to help you through the end of the year, or if you want to start building towards a better upcoming year, Talkspace is here to help. You can match with a licensed therapist when you go to Talkspace.com and get $100 off your first month with the promo code CHATTY. That's $100 off when you use code CHATTY at Talkspace.com. I was at, oh my God, this is so embarrassing. I was at, this is maybe three years ago. I was at a very large house party. Don't know whose it was, ended up there somehow, Mm -hmm. and uh, it was slammed nobody could move Mm -hmm. and um i had to i'm like pre-covid obviously (laughs) obviously (laughs) pre-covid um actually this was probably about like a month before oh shit Mm -hmm. final hurrah covid Um, was up in that bitch i mean it probably was let's be real (laughs) it probably was just floating around um but i i had to i had to pee so bad like we had been somewhere else before like at a bar and then we went to this party and um the bathrooms like the party was huge but the house really wasn't that big mm-hmm. um and so there's only like two bathrooms and the lines were just absurd and i waited in a line for a really long okay, time and i'm no. like i can't like this line yeah. first of all isn't moving someone's probably in there either doing drugs mm-hmm. or bawling mm-hmm. or sleeping like mm-hmm. something's happening yeah. no one's moving and so i'm like i have to use the restroom so i was like i have to go on the side of the house yeah. so i just went to Naturally. the side of the house and uh, had one of my girlfriends like blocking yeah. me. I drenched myself. Just pissed all down the side of your legs. Everywhere. Yeah. Feet. Like, like feet are soaked. My shoes were soaked. My uh, pants got absolutely drenched. Yeah, and I there. really tried. Like the way that I angled my body right. is I was almost giving birth. Right. Like leaning against the house. Yeah. You really thought you were doing something. Uh-huh. Yeah. I really tried. And uh, yeah. Soaked myself. Luckily, I, I had a... Uh, a guy friend who was with us who let me borrow his sweatshirt. Wow, that's nice. Tied it, went home. Like you had your period when you were in seventh grade. Pretty much. Yeah. Except this time it was post-birth pissing. So embarrassing. Anywho. Um, so yeah. No, I, that's just back to the double toilets. Back to the double toilets. Two that's toilets. That's just like... That's just gross. It's I don't want to smell anyone else's shit. I don't want to see them shitting. I don't want to... St- no. No. No, you know what made it worse for me? And this was when it was like really a deep circle of hell. She then came back and like said, listen, everybody, like we've only pooped in front of each other like one time. But like when one of us has to go pee, like I miss him. Girl, you did not make that any better. Back to the shitting together. Get back to the shitting together. I'm like, I would have been more okay if you would have said that like, yeah, we kind of like like to like shit at the same time is she trolling 
I don't think so. I mean, maybe that would be that would be kind of legendary. But at the same time, she has like what she's not trolling unless she's pulling a wild move and getting the double toilet, an architect to like set up this whole situation in her bathroom. She has the double toilets. Ate it. <laughs> I mean, how upsetting is that? That you can't use the restroom alone because you miss each other? The only thing it'll be good for is if you get food poisoning when you're shitting and throwing up at the same time. Oh, my God. <laughs> Been there. <laughs> that good. would be nice. That would be nice. For a second, Convenient. I thought you meant like... When you guys are one of you shitting, the other yeah, one's throwing up. I'm just like, that's disgusting. <laughs> Not when you're the only person, if they're close enough together. Dude, I, I just could not, like, I couldn't wrap my brain around. The only time I can ever think of, like, when I would actually use that, and this is so far beyond, the only thing I could think is sometimes Ruth's like, you pee, mama, and I'll pee on my little potty, and we're peeing in cute. the same bathroom together. Yeah, cute. But pooping with your partner? Uh-huh. Pooping with your partner. That's nasty. But again, See. she said it's only happened the one time. But no, that's... No, she's backtracking. She's backtracking. I You would not put in two toilets next to each other unless there's some reason for it. No, she's but that's what I'm saying. Even if she They have poop they have a poop fetish. Even if she's not being straight about it. I'm fine if they have a poop fetish. Be honest about it though. I'm really fine if they have a poop fetish. What makes me uncomfy is the idea of them installing a second toilet because they miss each other too much when one of them is peeing. Honestly, it would be better. If it was a poop fetish rather than it just being the funny thing like your sister and their boyfriend, like we like we poop the couple that poops together. Yeah. That's worse. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. I want oh, it yeah. to be. I would rather it be sexual. A hundred percent. If it's not sexual, it's weird. Sorry. <laughs> <laughs> if you're not getting off on each other's shitting, then what the if fuck are you doing? If it's not a kink, what are you doing? Okay? But it can't. I, I'm assuming it's not a kink because she publicized the fact that she has the double toilets. She what the truth is, is that they do want to poop together. And then she it blew up in her face. <laughs> and then now she's backtracking. The only way that I will be satisfied in this situation is if the next TikTok is them in some sort of like latex gear on the toilets together. With and then I will with yeah, a zip crotch. With a zip crotch. And then I'll be like, you know what? God bless. Godspeed. Enjoy your mutual kink. Go forth with my blessing. But if it's a we need to hold hands on the toilet because we miss each other, that's going to be a hard pass. Couples like that, you know, they're gonna like go and look at. Oh my god! Like look at each other's poop. I know. <laughs> I can barely look at my own. I don't want this normalized. You know, people no. normalize poop. No, don't normalize pooping ever. <laughs> if at all possible, stop pooping. <laughs> <laughs> no, been there. Don't do that. Yes, that's constipated us queens. Constipated queens are like, oh my god! And I remember when I was like, when the constipation was high and the doctor was like i need you to go look at your poops and i was like i don't know if you understand that that's going to be impossible for me when the doctor sends you home like with like a you need to give me a stool sample you have to shit in a cup for him i had to do it recently traumatized but did you learn a lot from it the poop sample yeah i did mean did you get anything from it like it was basically like you don't have a bug i think your doctor has a, a poop fetish <laughs> That's why he asked you to do that. And that is not okay. <laughs> you go to my doctor's house and he is like, <laughs> he's going to uh -uh. those moving library shelves and it's like, and behind it is just like thousands of samples. <laughs> he's like, what am I in the mood for today? <laughs> 
patient B712. Jess Ambrose. Mm. What an interesting specimen. Oh my god, stop. <laughs> no, it was it was really actually upsetting and when the, they said like You had to carry that shit in your purse into the office. I did. I you really had to did. Carry your shit into the office. Yeah, it was humbling. It was a humbling moment for me and I was and I was a little How dodgy you about only it. Get, like cuz you only have to it's a, is it a small cup? Yeah, it's a small cup. So that means you only have to like halfway poop, bitch. Like the process was traumatizing <laughs> for me. <laughs> they give you tell me they t- so you i'm like first of all i'm in the office and they're like we're gonna need a stool sample and i'm like i don't have to go right now and it doesn't like if you want oh, that, to yeah to, i'm like it's not gonna happen like that, i'm honey. like I, I can give you a urine sample like yeah. that i can try to squeeze out but so they give you this like um almost like a like bedpan type thing that then you put on top of your toilet and then you go into that and then the little cup that they give you has like a little shovel attached to, 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 to the cap. No the fucking inside. way. So it's like excavating. No fucking way. You know, so, so many people have shut off the podcast already in the past. Like, I know. I'm so sorry, minutes. everyone. But it's just the fact of the matter. Listen, your your girl, she's 33 now. This is what life looks like. You know, you gotta you gotta be checking on your health, making sure you're good, and sometimes that includes those samples. So prepare yourselves. You know, it's crazy though. Having kids, you you encounter so much shit though, where you're like you're sort of you get a little numb to it. You do, but adult is a little different. Like I think it was yesterday where I was. There was a little bit of a blowout, not even a blowout situation. Anyway, I had to be basically I had to be cleaning up shit, and I was just like. Hmm, I have like human shit on my hands that yeah. I've just been closely interacting with. That's cool. And children, they sure don't mind it. They don't mind interacting with it. So no. sometimes that Frank stuff will get everywhere. accidentally ate some and oh, no. like Ember. And I was literally oh, thinking no. of Ember. And oh, no. I was like, he didn't get sick. He didn't get sick. Okay, good. Stomach like a tank. <laughs> Frank the tank in his stomach. <laughs> If you don't have kids, that might it might be a little disturbing, but it's just, you know, it's human nature. By the way, again, one of the first times we've done the podcast at night in a long time and our cricket is back. Forgot about Jiminy. <laughs> Jiminy has returned. He's like, bitches, where have you been? <laughs> hey guys, I got thoughts too. <laughs> I've been here waiting every night. Did you ever read the cricket in Times Square? He, the cricket stopped as soon as you said that He's like, he was <gasps> like oh my god my brother <laughs> no he was probably like that does not accurately represent us whatsoever this is harmful to the cricket community stop I yes I did and for some reason and I remember loving it and now I don't remember what it was even about oh, I bet maybe Ember would like if you read it aloud to her it's about a cricket that lives in Times Square in a newsstand and he, um, I only know this because I read it to some of my nanny kids. And he would make his legs, he would make beautiful music. And everyone was like shocked by it. Oh my God. Okay. Yes. I, I remember reading it and like really liking it. And he's friends with like, the cricket's like, I'm beautiful. I have make beautiful music too. <laughs> I'm back. <laughs> and he's friends with like a mouse who lives in a little like uh, pipe yes, hole. Yes. And uh, this is his all name is like back. Tucker or something like that. There are so many good kids books like in that <sighs> age demo. So many good ones, like not quite young adult, but like, you know, like eight like, to 12. Oh, my God. The Trumpet of the Swan. Oh, that's a good one. Oh, my God. My Side of the Mountain. Yes. Oh, 
I'll never forget that one. Um, the Mixed Up Files of Mrs. Basley Frankweiler. Never heard of that in my goddamn life. Becca. This, I feel like this book would be, would have been a, like, Becca all over what? it. And I've got to Google this. I'm, I'm okay. going to buy it. I'm literally going to get no, you it. No, you have to read it. it. You have to read it. It's about two kids who are frustrated at their parents. Okay, wait. So they, mixed up. the Mixed Up Files of Mrs. Basley Frankweiler. I don't know how I've never heard of this. Two kids run away from home to live in the Metropolitan Museum of Art. What? Yes. And they sneak in during the day and then the older sister has a plan of how they can live there. And they stay there for like, they live there for like a week. And she becomes enraptured with this one specific statue and is fascinated with it and has to figure out like who donated the statue and what the story is. Um, And it's magical. And it's also really funny. So, like the the author, I forget who who wrote it, but the the um, it's a it's a very magical I found it story. Quite easily, wow! It's so good. I'm so good at that. I used to listen to it on audiobook constantly to the point that I had it word for word memorized, and I could still recite for you at least the first four pages of the book. What? Yeah, yeah, I was obsessed. Wow, so I was good. obsessed with Anne of Green Gables the whole series. It's like eight books. And then the movies, did you love? Yeah. The movies were really good. They were great. They were like movies. really, really good. And actually the actress would narrate the audiobooks, which is always what I would I would always yes. listen to those audiobooks. Yes, yes, yes. Have you um We were big audiobook people when we were young. Yeah. You and I both we listened to Adventures and Odyssey. And oh, like, I've always liked obsessed. audio theater and audiobooks. So good. Um still still love it, but my attention span's actually worse now as an adult than it was as a kid. I mean that makes sense. There's more noise. Yeah, I guess so. Also, I just get lost in thought and then I forget where I was at and then I get really frustrated and then I end up just like shutting it off yeah. with Audible at least. But like those, the the old, the um, like you were saying, the theater style yeah. ones where they would have the music playing in the background and it was like, oh, it almost felt like interactive theater. Like, oh. This is going to be kind of sacrilegious, but have you ever read Life by Keith Richards? No. His autobiography? No. It's like really famous. It's all about his crazy it's like narrated by johnny depp or something like oh, that really? the, or the audiobook is read by johnny depp that may that that reads correct and everyone's always like oh it's amazing it's like when such an amazing autobiography i got it on audible and was very excited and i'm like in chapter two and i'm so fucking bored <laughs> you're just like i'm gonna get the mixed up files and mrs Basley. <laughs> yeah for real <laughs> um has ever have you ever read lily's purple plastic purse no. I'm going to bring it over to borrow it because I know Ember would love it. It's about this little mouse whose name is Lily. And she goes shopping with her grandma. Oh, she has her teacher who she's, she's obsessed with. And she always pretends she sometimes she wants to be a diva or an ambulance driver or a I chef love it. or whatever. But she decides she wants to be a teacher because she's obsessed with her teacher, Mr. Slinger, who's like this flamboyant teacher who has glasses on a chain. So she goes shopping with her grandma and she gets new movie star sunglasses and three quarter shiny new quarters and a purple plastic purse that plays music when you open it and she brings it to school and she can't stop trying to show everyone and she gets in trouble and mr slinger takes her purse and all of her things away for the day and she then hates mr slinger i'm like is this and ember's autobiography <laughs> 
writes and then writes a really mean letter to Mr. Slinger and sneaks it into his book bag. And then at the end of the day, he's like, it's okay, Lily, tomorrow will be better and gives her and gives her a purse back and has a bunch of snacks and wonderful treats in it. And then she feels like shit and she cries all the way home. Anyway, this is the whole story. And it's just she Lily is just a diva. And the books are so you I'm going to bring it over. That is, I please, because yeah. that is that is truly Ember's autobiography, because I will <laughs> tell you this when she was in her like daycare, like mm-hmm. TK before going to official yeah. public school. Yeah. She would every day before school, she would bring a purse. Oh, yeah. She has like 12 purses. That's like her big collection. And she puts random stuff in it to yeah. like dole out. And, you know, she would trade. That yeah. was when she was, yeah. you know, making secret money. <laughs> She'd keep it in her purse. <laughs> and so and so. When she started kindergarten, I was like, Ember, like, you're not allowed. Like, I was trying to prepare. I'm like, yeah. you're not allowed to bring a purse to school. Yeah. Um, you can only bring yourself and your backpack and, yeah. you know, all that stuff. And she was devastated. And that's, like, was part of her identity is, like, which one she'd be having. And then the other day, I pick her up from school and she gets in the car and she looks at me and she is pissed. And I'm like, what's wrong? And she's like. Someone brought a purse. Someone brought a purse. And she's like, you told me that I'm not allowed to bring purses. And Isley brought a purse today. Oh. And I'm like, listen, Ember, I'm like, she. I, I don't know what to tell you. I'm like, that's that her. Bitch. I'm like, that's <laughs> fucking Isley. <laughs> I'm like, that's her parents' conversation with her. I'm like, but <laughs> what I know is that um, I was told that you're not allowed to bring a purse. So that's our conversation. And so I'm also telling her, I'm like, Ember, you also can't go and tell Isley that she's not allowed, allowed to have to a purse. Because I know Ember. And now Ember's going probably um, straight turn being like, excuse me. <laughs> not allowed. No, no, no. <laughs> devastating. Oh Absolutely devastating. God. Yes, I really like this book. It's pretty great. I need to listen. Or yeah. I need to read it. Anyway. I need to start audiobooks again. Okay. This is the other thing I really, really need your opinion on. Can't wait. Now, I know I'm behind. I know that this has been talked about for a couple weeks now, which in, you know, the Instagram, Ages. TikTok community years. will be a thousand years. Tell, tell, tell. Do you know about Couch Guy? I have no idea what you're talking about. Okay. So I'm going to show you this TikTok. Broads. If you haven't heard of this couch guy TikTok phenomenon, check it out on Inst- or not on TikTok. You can find it. You probably can look it up too. I am going to have to hop to, I'm going to have to do a quick edit because there's a song behind yeah. it. I'm going to show you Becca, but beforehand, Rods, know this. This is, this video on, or this clip on TikTok exploded overnight exploded and the user wasn't like someone famous random girl couple hundred followers that's what's amazing about tiktok i know it's quite incredible yeah but absolutely exploded oh my god okay i have it pulled i have no idea what to expect (laughs) okay i'm just gonna i'm gonna show you this i'm gonna show you this clip and i just want to get without telling you what is happening i want to get your organic reaction to what's going on because this has become a massive uh massive thing okay what am i missing okay and this is why we're best friends (laughs) what am i missing is the in my opinion correct response 
this is, again, another circle of hell to me. Why is this exploding all over the country? Why is Couch Guy becoming a meme everywhere? This TikTok exploded because everyone was saying that he was like, how embarrassing for her. Wait, show me again. Show okay. me again. Show me again. I gotta look at the I gotta look at the top comments. I gotta look at the top comments. Okay. What? Yes. I'm what? Yes. And when I say this is exploding, it's like the number one trending thing everywhere for like oh two weeks. A random girl. And, Post. Okay, so so basically people are saying, like, this is so embarrassing for her. He's cheating on you, girl. Yes. Like, so people who haven't seen it, it's a video of a girl um, saying that surprising my boyfriend at his college. And she's coming in. Someone's filming her. And she's rolling a little her little tote bag in. And he's sitting on the couch. He's with a group of friends. On the couch with him, some of the friends, uh, specifically on the couch, there are three girls next to him. But it's a room full of, like, They look as they're company. just fucking chilling. They're all just chilling there. She walks in. Does he throw everything he up in the air and start sobbing? No, because maybe they don't need to have toilets next to each other in their bathroom. Do you understand? <laughs> it's like he's some college boy who's in front of all of his friends and he like gives her a big hug. Everyone is shaming Bro, this couple. I, like, like it is an it is a national trending dude. Like every single boyfriend I've ever had would probably react like that. Same. Like, and I'm not because they weren't excited, just because no. they're, I'll, I'll, I could surprise Grayson and be like, I'm buying you a $3 million yacht for your birthday. And he would be <laughs> like, he would do that same thing. Like, oh, like, oh my, oh my cool. God. Wow. This couple has been so harassed. Like, like, I mean, you dude. saw how many comments there were and there's not like one nice comment and, and everyone's dude. just like, he's cheating on you. How embarrassing. Look at him. And then people were then, there's like thousands and thousands of TikToks of them people doing a duet with that TikTok, analyzing and zooming in. And they're like, look, that girl next to him was holding his phone and then he slipped it underneath his arm. Like he's being secretive. No, that just means probably if they were watching a fucking video on his phone. No, not even. The poor girlfriend did a slowed down TikTok and was like, can you please watch? And you can clearly see the phone was even in his fucking lap and he just then pulled it out of his lap. It is a- I know, I saw one of the comments, the casual phone pass. I'm like- I'm like, dude, this is the this is the other side that I don't like about actually like TikTok's algorithm can blow anyone up because it immediately leaves people super vulnerable to something they are so unprepared for. Like just me coming off The Bachelor and getting hundreds of thousands of followers. I knew I was doing that when I was signing up for the TV show. But even so, I was very ill prepared. But imagine like everyone like coming for, I mean, and I know people, and I'm sure she's trying to go back and defend herself. And then I'm sure people are like, well, girl, now need, but anyone in that situation to be so shook up having no idea how to handle that sort of criticism coming at you from all sides from millions of people. And I have to tell you, I looked at, of course, I went through all of her most recent TikToks and I am thoroughly impressed at how she's handling this like i'd be losing my goddamn mind i would mind. be bawling. she's gonna be what 19 18 yes. i'd be sobbing every day like my boyfriend in my, in my video has become a like national maybe even worldwide trending it's the new meme couch guy don't be the couch guy like it's everywhere 
And it's now like, it's now this like, you know, the young, the youths. It's like a, a way to describe like some guy who's, I don't know if it's like cheating on you or like being shady. Like, well, you know, you're a couch guy. And it's like the dude was just sitting well, well, was there. Was he supposed to act like his dad was coming home from war? Is he supposed to throw himself <laughs> on the ground sobbing and jump into her arms? And is he not allowed to have female friends? This is so much more a classic. It says so much more about the people who are commenting on exactly. it. Exactly. I was like, wow, our world right now. Like the fact that there's a video and the guy happens to be sitting next to three women and everyone goes, he's cheating. He's lying. The fact that he's how are you okay like so it's many fucking comments. college you guys are in your sweatpants of chilling course. on a couch and then you know what's so funny too is that she you know she did a couple responses back and a lot of them you know which well clearly she didn't think anything of it because she trusts her no, boyfriend of course obviously that's why she posted she's like oh it's of course. My boyfriend. and she did some great response tiktoks where she was like listen i'm confident in our relationship we're long distance and we're happy and she's like and by the way all the people in that room, I know and have hung out with many times. She goes, I know every single girl on that couch. Like, I've known them for a while. And people and, and all the comments in response to her are then just coming for her being like, sure, honey, let him keep gaslighting you. Let him keep gaslighting you. Da, 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 da. And so couch couch guy like has a, a TikTok with two you know videos. And then one of them, which I thought was like quite the move, is he filmed the couch and he was like, let's talk about the definition of gaslighting and put up the definition. And he was like, by all accounts, I'm pretty sure he the did person- her boyfriend. Yes. He goes by. All- and it was just words. And he's like, by all uh, by all uh, accounts of the definition of gaslighting, I'm the one being gaslight gaslit by all of you. What am I doing to gaslight anyone? You saw a 10 second clip and created a complete narration about my life. That shit's fucking crazy. That really does say like so much about the internet and about like right? people. I couldn't believe it. I sat there and I rewatched I rewatched it because I kept seeing couch guy, like the hashtag everywhere. And I would see like random, you know, YouTube things. I was watching and people would be like, well, you know, couch guy. And I'm like, what is this couch guy thing? Like, I don't understand. And I never actually looked it up. And then a couple days ago, I looked it up and I was like, oh my God. And when I was going through the comments, I could, I could find maybe one out of like 200 that were like, guys, what's happening right now? This is insane. Can you believe it? Bunch of insecure people in the comments. That's what I'm saying. Y'all need Jesus. You need help. <laughs> you, you need some serious help. We, there are some books that we can recommend to all of you in the comments. Let's do a giveaway. <laughs> Trust issues. Trust issues. Massive. That's was like, fucking crazy. I was like, I thought the youth was more open. I was shocked. Shocked. No. Oh, my heart hurt so bad for this poor girl. She was <sighs> so excited sucks. to put her sweet video up where she was excited to surprise her boyfriend at college, thinking that she'd maybe get, you know, four comments from her actual friends who follow her on TikTok. Like, so happy for you. Boom. World explosion. I'm just, I'm disturbed, mind blown, upset. Yeah. 
Yeah. <laughs> I knew you'd feel, I mean, I obviously knew you'd feel the exact same way as me, but I was just like, what would you do if I came out the gate and I was just like, nah, dude, that guy's shady. Would you I, I, no, I, I would have absolutely shocked. I would have, I would have been shocked. First of all, I also would have like, would have, we would have had then a, a 45 minute discussion where I'm was fighting you with every bone in my body. And I'm just like, <laughs> what is happening? <laughs> Can you imagine? I'm like, I watch it one time and I'm like, whoa, 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 whoa. Red flags. Mm-mm. You just, you Mm-mm. see half of the video and you're like, oh, oh, oh I don't no. fuck with I this shut guy. it off. Uh-uh. No, no. Let me tell Bad you news. about this guy. Let me tell you about this guy. This guy right here. So- oh, honey, dump him. <laughs> oh, mm. girl, girl. This is beyond red flags. Some awkward 19 year old college guy getting filmed in front of all of his friends. Come on, dude. What? I, even if he was alone in the goddamn room, I, I'm telling you, every <laughs> single boyfriend I've ever had, that would have been a great reaction. Yes. I would have counted that as a solid one. Yes. Yes. I'm like, I don't think Evan's ever grabbed me, <laughs> picked me up off my feet and spun me Baby. around. <laughs> Honey, no way. <laughs> what the fuck? I'm like, in fact, I'm literally trying to think. I'm like, I've... Evan surprised me before at my college because we were like, you know, a short, mm-hmm. long distance. Mm-hmm. He'd come before and like, like walked in, like into the hallway after one of my classes was done. And I was like, oh my God, babe. Give yeah. him a big hug. Yeah. But I'm not just like tearing off my clothes and like <laughs> weeping at his feet and like drying my tears with my hair. <laughs> like, come on, dude. This is, this is Jesus Christ being resurrected. Like I'm like, if this is how you guys react to that, how do you react when your friends and family open presents for you on Christmas? You're just like, hand that back right now. Oh Give God. that back. No, for real. That is not the reaction I was expecting or desiring. I know. I'm like, are we... Is 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 part of the problem just our trauma? Because when we pe- <laughs> we have Christmas with our family, like my my parents will like unwrap a gift and be like, this is great. Thank you. Yeah, I pretty much never get the reactions from people that I want on for, for, with gifts, but whatever. That's I mean, that's a whole that's a whole a whole another rabbit hole. I mean, I, Christmas talk about heartbreak when you put so much time and energy into a gift for somebody and you give it to them and they're like, "Thanks," and I'm just like, "Weeks it took me weeks." <laughs> actually, actually, my parents are not are not bad about that. My um. My dad's not out work. Like my dad will then send me like a very sweet text. No, mm-hmm. I guess my dad. No, my my dad's pretty good about it. I guess that I'm for me it's more about his family. <laughs> Where there's always <laughs> you, you you know you do it and it's just like always there's a there's a disappointment. Just <laughs> it is just like so can, so can I re- so can I return this and it's just like but this is what I thought you wanted. But you know what's actually <sighs> worse for me? What's f- What's far worse than someone not reacting right is when I open a present that I just don't, that oh, I just no. hate. Do you put it on? Do you go like full Academy Award performance? I always do regardless of if I like it or hate it. Like yeah. I really want the person to know that like I really appreciate this. Yes, because the gift means a lot. Yes, the gesture means a lot. The, I mean, regardless of, his, uh, regardless of if I like it or not, that person picked that for me thinking of me. Yeah. So... You know, I, I always, I always, every gift, whether I like it or hate it, I'm like, wow, thank you. And then like, you know, 10 minutes later, I'm like, I have just been wanting one of these. <laughs> and this is the color that I'm really into right now. In fact, I have a cardigan that actually has stripes of purple that are just like this color 
Like, that will match perfectly. I will be, like, using those together all the time. <laughs> that is how I am. Dude, the, the, the five minute later response is crazy because I have been needing this. Like, how did you know? Are you a mind reader? I am so into maple syrup right now. And these are these four different, this flight of maple syrup. Oh my is God, like, yeah, it's crazy. My pancakes have been so dry. We go, we go through maple syrup like that around our house. <laughs> you know, our, you know, our kitchen. I relate to that. That resonates so much. I mean, maybe then maybe. This does seem very far from Couch Guy. Our reactions, maybe you know. <laughs> no, my mine is pretty far from Couch Guy. I'm definitely like, I want you to know I appreciate you. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I would say, I would say with friends, I'm pretty. I'm I'm always grateful, but I, yeah. I'm not, I'm not gonna be like. I've always been wanting this, but I also have, I don't think I I've don't, ever had a friend. I don't really exchange gifts with friends. Yeah, I have one specific, particular friend, my friend Ava. Ava always sends clothes for like the kids or like little things for me that yeah. they'll find at like the thrift store, and that, I, and I always love the stuff that they get, and I appreciate, I really appreciate that. So yeah, but I, otherwise, like you, yeah, but I'm thinking even like when I was younger and we would exchange gifts at a younger age, I felt like in general we were friends and the we pressure we got really and we also on. got each other like right. we knew what the other liked and so it was always you know a little bit like oh i'm gonna get you a a legolas poster because yeah. i know you're obsessed right. with right him. right i'm like okay like yes, right correct yeah but um, like a bottle of flavored bacardi or something yeah you know? right and you're like we're gonna drink the little <laughs> sprite and it's the raspberry one it is so good together Okay, broads, one more quick pause. Uh, There's nothing like hosting the holidays at your house for the first time. And I say this as someone who's going to be doing it for the first time this year. My husband and I are, I'll say, dipping our toes into the entertaining family at our own home. Um, And I want to make sure my home is in tip-top entertaining shape. And with the help of Article, that's actually not as hard of a task. Article is really the easiest way to get your home ready for guests. Whether that's a welcoming entryway or a grand dining room, Article has everything you need to host your perfect holiday gathering. And not only do they have the best products, but let's also talk about the experience. Because that, to me, is what set Article, sets Article apart. Because every single time I've had a question about an order, Article's customer care team is on top of everything. They make the whole process seamless, which furniture shopping is not always seamless. Article has everything from large furniture if you need a complete overhaul, all the way down to accent pieces if your home just needs a little bit of a refresh, and to make the whole process even more seamless, the team of designers at Article really focuses on a few aesthetics like mid-century, bohemian, Scandinavian, and industrial, so you can easily find pieces that will pair well together. That's very helpful for someone like myself. Um, I can't wait to get a few new things to liven up my living room. It doesn't need much, I don't think, but I know that extra touch from Article will just pull it all together. And Article is offering our listeners $50 off your first purchase of $100 or more. That means there are some items on there, as I've said before, that are like $110. You can get 50 bucks off of that purchase when you go to article.com slash chatty and the discount will be automatically applied at checkout. That's article.com slash chatty. You're going to get $50 off your first purchase of $100 or more. Okay, maybe it's just me, but I feel like nail color and care have skyrocketed in the past few years. Whether you want something long and dramatic or short and clean, having nails that are shaped well and painted makes me want to just like talk with my hands more and type extra loudly and point at things. And it makes me feel, you know, 
very put together, even if I'm just in my sweats. But at $35 a pop for a gel manicure, uh, it's not exactly easy on the wallet. So let's talk about the perfect at-home manicure with Olive and June. Okay, seriously though, I get as many or more compliments on my nails when I do them with Olive and June's at-home mani kit as I do when I go and get them done professionally. The mani system comes with everything you need in one box, including their patented poppy brush, which is designed to make it equally easy to paint your nails with both hands. If you've ever left the house with five good nails and five nails that look like your child painted them, then you know how great this is. And back to the price, this kit breaks down to just $2 a manicure if you get the system that includes the six polishes. And the polish is so good. Mine lasted almost 12, 13 days without a single tiny chip, which in my world of car seats and helping Ember all the time, it's extremely impressive, okay? I was wowed and I love the colors that Olive and June has. So cute. Getting beautiful salon perfect nails at home is now a dream come true with Olive and June. Your new nail life is here. Just visit oliveandjune.com slash chatty and use code chatty for 20% off your first Manny system. This is an exclusive offer you can only get here. That's O-L-I-V-E-A-N-D-J-U-N-E dot com slash chatty. Code chatty for 20% off your first Manny system. Oliveandjune.com code chatty. Did I, tell, did I ever tell you about my, uh, my, <laughs> this is the Karen roommate, by the way, that I'm about to talk yeah. about. Chocolate. Uh, so not, not actually Karen, but the roommate that I had with Karen, okay. who I walked in uh, on yeah. always with her, uh, her boyfriend and they're very the exhibitionist. <laughs> yes. Um, she used to drink like as soon as she started drinking, <laughs> I would always come home and she would drink she would take vodka like she'd always have her flavored vodka and she would put it in um whole milk oh wait isn't that kind of like a a white russian yeah i suppose but like without the kalua the white russian has like kalua it's like more like cream she would take whole milk and pour what kind of flavor cupcake yeah i i when you said flavored vodka i immediately Did you see that bottle my, my head went to like prom 2012 yes, cupcake yes. smirnoff yep yep before yep. getting on the party bus it was yep. like yep. oh that stuff was intense it was so it sweet. also i remember we drank a lot of it and i remember like not being drunk at all no i'm pretty sure it's just cupcake <laughs> syrup just <laughs> I remember I was like these stupid ass kids getting on the party bus and yeah. us just being like does anyone else just feel sick and yeah. not even oh, dizzy no you'd be like I have a raging headache and it's not because I'm drunk it's because the sugar high is out of control oh my god speaking of that one of the worst hangovers I've ever had was um we used to drink fuck what are they called they're um like Bud Light brand uh, uh Marg M- Oh, 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 oh. Why can't um, I think what they're fucking called? Yeah, yeah. No, I know exactly what you're talking Limeritas. about. Limeritas. Limeritas, Limeritas. The Ooh, sugar content on those? Baby. And it's just like malt liquor. Yes. We used to drink Limeritas uh, when I was probably like, yeah, probably 18 or 19. And I remember one time my parents went oh, out of town. And we were drinking li- Limeritas on the back of uh, like... What is this? Pagoda? No. What are those things called? Like, you know, in the back where people have them by the pool. They're like four 
gazebo yeah, yeah gazebo yeah, yeah, yeah. I don't pagoda know. what the hell am i talking about <laughs> we were like in the gazebo up late drinking lime marita swimming in the pool on oh, a hot gosh. summer night sounds next, so fun though the next morning i was woke up with my boyfriend in the bed and i was like crawling on my hands and knees to the shower and just i had to drive to the feed store to get alfalfa for my mom's goats and i just remember having yeah I just remember having big sunglasses on and like walking into the feed store with my sunglasses still on. And I was just in my own personal hell. Oh, man. Getting, you know, you know, it's bad when you are driving the car and you're getting nauseous by the driving oh, by oh, yourself. A driving. thousand percent, especially when you were that hungover at you're at that age too because oh. the hangovers don't come easy at that point no <laughs> it's not like so you know you're dehydrated <laughs> no. to the fucking max no it's real bad oh. it's real bad i remember being at a friend's dorm in college and she was like she had a really bad hangover it was like it's she was like it's still 4 p.m and i still have a hangover i was like i was like drink more water and she's like i haven't been drinking water because it 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 i thought it was gonna make me throw up she you're hadn't like, been drinking water you're like day? quick sec i have a science lesson for you <laughs> and then i was literally like no like when you're hungover it's because you're dehydrated and then like i shit you not of course like an hour later she comes and she's like i was drinking water i feel way better <laughs> like it's she's like it's so crazy she's like water what's water <laughs> oh my god i'm in college what's water <laughs> i was just like oh man i i you know i your, oh man your girl wasn't a um she was a rule follower so didn't, didn't really do the uh the college drinking i was always the dd at most yeah. of the parties i didn't start well and granted this is still under 21 but i didn't i don't think i first drank until i was like 18 i started smoking weed before i started drinking I'm, i've never been a big drinker but when yeah. i drink <laughs> I'm just, I'm just kidding. do not do that anymore that was when i was a younger child and did not know how to handle my alcohol yeah, I've never been. I've I, I've never been a huge um, partier in that sense with substances by any means. Yeah. Now I will party and I like yeah. to stay up late, but it's more just like I just get buzzed off of human interaction. Totally. How do you feel like you'll handle alcohol in particular, like with Ember, when she's you know granted when she's when That's she's an older? Interesting question. Um. I mean, I feel like anytime anything. Like, um, well, we always give her about a shot of whiskey right now, as it is before bedtime, to get her settled down. <laughs> you know, you know how she can be. So we gotta take the edge off a little bit. Um, no, you know, I think I'm not 100 percent sure, but it's it's just one of those things. It's like anytime you make anything like forbidden right. or like not talked about, then it becomes it seems to become totally. a problem. So like. You know, she'll see Evan and I having like a glass of wine here and there now. And so she knows, there's a little bug, she knows what it is, like, you know, what it yeah. is. And I'll just be like, you know, this is, and I'll explain it to her, like exactly what it is. Um, but yeah, I think it'll be like, I think it'll just be one of those things where it be like, you know, this is what alcohol can do to you and explain yeah. the effects of it, but yeah. not have it be this thing of like, do not even look at you it. drive her into the front of an applebee's on like a friday night and you're like this is the faces these are the faces of alcohol <laughs> i hop at four in the morning <laughs> look at them look at these these 21 year old scumbags 
No, but I, I feel like it's like if you explain like what it really is, yeah. like how it can be damaging, you know, but also it's like, okay, like you, you can talk to me about it. Yeah. But I'm definitely not going to be the home that's like, I'd rather you drink here. That's not what I'm planning on doing. No. I think that there are levels to that that can be toxic. Toxic. Yes. Also, like what I've talked to Gray about is I'm like, you know, because it was sort of his, all his friends' parents and, and a lot, not even in like a liberal Santa Monica community. A lot of parents are sort of like, you know, kind of don't ask, don't tell when it comes to alcohol. Yeah. You know, it's just kind of like, well, no, you kids are partying. You know, if you ever need me to pick you up, let me know. But I was telling him, I'm like, you know, I'm really not cool with that with our kids because, you know, you are a boy. A lot of my like with young women and with sex and driving, you know, those are the two things that like your amygdala or whatever the hell, whatever brain parts not fully developed. I'm like, I don't want to I don't want to like forbid anything, but also like. I really want to make it clear to our kids that like, no, it's not okay to like get and it's not, it's really not safe to get intoxicated. No, no. And it's so true. It's like, yeah, that don't ask, don't tell thing is it's like, no, you're avoiding a very necessary conversation. Yeah. When people's inhibitions are down, like scary. Yeah. Um, but yeah, I'm just, I, I just still don't know how to handle that then. Cause then you're like, oh, then no, what do we do? Totally. Do we have consequences with alcohol? Yeah, I don't I'm know. always curious how people do it. And I would love to hear inside yeah, actually please. in the comments. If your parents did things a certain way that you felt really was yeah, please let us worked know. out. Because like I said, I'm not sure either. I'm like, I know that, I know that, you know, it's like never do, never do I want to shame any, right. like, any, but I think the reality of the dangers of it is absolutely necessary to have in conversation well and i also know though like in uh my friends did like german foreign exchange and they would go to germany for like six weeks in the summer and they said that like in germany you know teenagers like 16 year olds Mm -hmm. can go in the bar and drink Mm -hmm. but they said it, it was very socially unacceptable to get drunk okay Yes. And that was very interesting it's to me. It's very interesting. So I remember I remember um Evan talking about it too when he was living over in England for a while that uh-huh. he was like that that one of the things that um that Americans had a horrible reputation whenever you'd, whenever they'd walk into a bar in England they would like pretend that they were Canadian because if you if they found that you were American they would like not they want water you down there. your alcohol well, they, they wouldn't want you there <laughs> yeah because they'd be like we know how you americans get and you get completely out of control and it just like wasn't that vibe but then you know i don't i i i didn't see some like, bloke like get- football matches over there i'm like this looks hectic so i wasn't sure <laughs> what's going on here this feels intoxicated <laughs> but but uh, you know so. but yeah no i've heard that i had heard that from him too so I don't know how to cultivate, I mean, that kind and, and so I've sort yeah. of thought like, not in the way of like, I'm going to buy my kids a kegger, but I'm like, we had sort of thrown around the idea of like, also, uh, I want to do like a signifier of like puberty for them in a way that's not like cheesy. Yeah. And so I had a thought, I'm like, oh, what if like, you know, if, if when Ruth gets her period or whatever, what if she's allowed to have like a small glass of wine with mom and dad at dinner? you know, and do something like the Italians do, you know, obviously we're in a couple ounces, but but like like, in a lot of other places in the world, that's yeah. And modeling kind of that responsibility of like, see, and you're just going to have this little glass Mm -hmm. of wine and Mm -hmm. enjoy it with food or whatever. And like, I I don't know, that's, it seems like they do that kind of thing in other parts of the world where there's 
less yeah craziness when the kids yeah. then get out of the house or i would imagine so much of it is is what's modeled in the home totally too, right so it's like if you're seeing but my parents never drank but it was also was it like my parents always had no no, no my parents always had like one or two glasses of wine Okay, but did you feel like you had a healthy relationship with alcohol, though, right? Like you said, you never really... Well, no. I mean, when I started drinking, we would we would definitely drink to get fucked up. Okay, yeah. But that's, that's like what all my friends did. But yeah. And I was just like, oh, you know, my parents are, you know, boring, whatever. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. And it was just kind of like, that's what everyone did. Yeah, that's interesting. Yeah, because I'm like, when I was growing up, I had like, it. I was coming from the perspective of it was like, my parents never had a drop of alcohol mm-hmm. and it was like that is bad and mm-hmm. i was raised yeah and i was raised in a church where it was like alcohol is bad mm-hmm. so it was like new mm. i remember the first time seeing my dad drink i was like shook to the core mm-hmm. they somehow decided at the church that it was okay talk about a weird transition you go from <laughs> the, the same church being like you cannot drink alcohol to all of a sudden it was like you think actually it's okay you just you can't get buzzed because then that's not feeling this being in the spirit ah, or blah 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 sure. so i remember when they somehow decided that in the church and my dad my dad i remember seeing him have his first beer and being like I, I think what i was 19 or 20 like that's how old i was and i was just like oh my god it was wild yeah that's gotta be a big yeah I remember it was really hard for Shift. my mom because my mom was still like, even though like the church was like, you're good now. My mom was still like, I don't know how I feel about this. It was it was bizarre. It was a strange dynamic. No, my, my family mostly always just had like a couple glasses of wine kind of thing. Uh, pretty, pretty mellow. But what I always thought was stupid in the church. And I had a lot of like, I remember when I moved. When I moved out and stuff. I remember seeing a lot of like young Christians mm-hmm. getting absolutely like shit faced now, mm-hmm. like barbecues and stuff with like Christian friends. And I remember always thinking like, it is so fucking stupid that you guys are against weed, but mm-hmm. you think it's totally chill to just completely lose all your inhibitions. I that mean, always tweaked me. Yeah, I was yeah. just like, and you think that like I I was doing something wrong by like smoking weed and just like giggling with my friends. Yeah, and you're like, well, let's look at the difference of what's happening. Wait, right, look, with- look at the <laughs> outcome here. As someone who just started smoking weed, I can tell you the difference is fast. You could always observe, but you could you could even before observe stoners between people who you know have a few drinks every night. I mean, you know, with the church, it was all about the legality of it, right? Because it was just like, well, it's illegal, so and it's like, well, okay. But now you I know. know I wonder how churches are now with weed. From what I've, obviously every church is different, sure. but from like what I've heard from like some of the places that I used to engage with, yeah. um, you know, it's kind of in this transition. They started with CBD. No. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> the gateway. <laughs> then we did like some, maybe some full spectrum salves. Yes, 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 yes. And then a couple of the CBD, like. You know, you know, it was, you're getting wild when it's like the actual CBD direct under the tongue, mm-hmm. not like a lotion mm-hmm. or like, you know. And then you like, have a one to 10 ratio of THC mm-hmm. to CBD. And then before you know it, it's 10 to one THC to CBD. It, and then it is truly the devil's lettuce. <laughs> <laughs> but I think it's like it's kind of starting to like it's still like not fully acceptable, yeah. but like it's slowly transitioning because it's legal. So now oh, it's like a little bit so like, well, funny. people are like da- dabbling into it. That is so funny. It's that, yeah, that's a whole, 
wild. Well, I think I told you I saw one of my uh, close family members, won't name names, pop one of my weed gummies. Oh, yeah. <laughs> my mom. And I was like, <gasps> it was like what you're talking about with your dad, where I was like, and I'm an adult, you know, I'm a full grown adult. And I was like, <gasps> like I instantly like had almost a panic attack. I was like, do you know what's in that, you know? <laughs> That is a, that is a wild thing. I my my um my my poor father told me recently, and I was like, "Dad, you should have called me." He <laughs> oh, <no>. ah, <laughs> he had a bad me. experience. He he yeah, um yeah he did he really did. He was so you know my my grandma like you know she has a lot of pain yeah. like a lot of arthritic and hip pain, and so my dad was like, "I want to get her." like some gummies you know but just he's like trying to find like some that are mild or whatever so that she can have some and like have some pain relief and um my dad like you know will smoke weed sometimes but like very rarely um and just a little bit yeah and um and uh (laughs) was an inedible guy had only really like you know smoked it occasionally and so he got these gummies and you know you know how the edibles go takes a full one instead of a quarter doesn't feel anything and i forget how much was it 200 milligrams no no it can't it be. was something insane it was something insane no and he said that he was <laughs> crawling on the floor and he's <laughs> and my dad like if you just know my, my dad is like a big guy who's like you know he's just like kind of this tough like i mean he's just this tough like Penn State Pittsburgh guy and he said he's just crawling on the floor <laughs> just like like death is near <laughs> he said he was like moving like a slug on the ground and he was like I thought I was going to die and I'm like oh my god dad like why didn't you call me he's like I'm not fucking calling you you're my fucking daughter I'm not gonna call you and ask you to save my life <laughs> I'm just like that is so funny. Did you ever read the stories where I posted the per- the one about the people's parents who were crawling on the stairs like slugs? I <laughs> cried laughing reading that. <laughs> cried. Okay, for followers who don't know, I posted on my Instagram, like, tell me your best high stories oh or edible God. stories. And someone posted that, like, basically their parents <laughs> did way, a way higher dose of THC than they thought they were taking. And someone, either her, her brother, like, walked in on them. Oh and they God. were like trying to cr- like crawl up the stairs like slugs. <laughs> is that how she described it? <laughs> I'm like, is this a go-to? Because my dad literally said that he was like, maybe he said a caterpillar. He was doing that like that motion where like half of your blanket or an inchworm, that's it. Where your body goes up. And like, <laughs> that's our primordial selves deep down. We're reverting we're back. We're like bacteria. Coming just- out of the ocean. <laughs> Oh, buddy. The floor we can walk upright. We can, do, we can only crawl. <laughs> Leave a trail. Dude, that's so no, that, funny and so sad. Dude, no. At least I have so bad that he didn't call me. I wouldn't call anyone either. Yeah, I'd you're like, in, I you're gotta in that... fight this one out on my own. Yeah, no, he's in, he's in, he's just like that too. too proud. He's, he's, oh my God, he's so the way that like, I'm like, I'm afraid that like when he gets older, like he won't call me if he needs me. Oh yeah, he's like on the floor for three days, and he's just like, nope, I'll be able to get up in a minute. <laughs> he li- he like will look at me and be like, 
he's he'll be like the second that I'm older, put me in a home. I do not want to have that. You have that responsibility over your head. And I'm like, Dad, are you out of your mind? I'm like, no. He's like, if you if I ever have to move into your house and you have to take care of me, he's like, no. I'm like, <laughs> I'm like, why would you say these things to us? <laughs> Like, what am I supposed to do with that? I sure as hell ain't going to say that. I'm going to be like, if I get old and you know whatever, just put me on a shit ton of Xanax and let me live in your backyard, <laughs> no, back house, guest like, house. Don't like, put me in a home. I'm like, Ember, if you ever buy a home one day, it better have a, a mother suite. <laughs> because guess who's staying there when I need help? Are you kidding me? Yours truly. Oh my gosh, yeah, no, my dad's just like, he will. he's like, absolutely not. I will never be a burden. I'm like, dad, I love you. You're not a burden. It would be a gift. I would to tell be him then. You. I would tell him, I'd be like, well, if you put me in a home, it's going to be, or if I put you in a home, it's going to be a financial burden. <laughs> there you go. <laughs> Got him. Like, God damn it. <laughs> I literally looked at him and I was like, I was over there. I was like, it would be a gift for me to be with you. And I got like emotional. Yeah. And he's like, don't you start fucking crying on me right now. And he like stormed off. My parents always, we always joke around like, so who's going to take care of us when we're old? Which one of you? And then we debate back and forth on which sibling. It'll probably be. Yeah, probably. Spoiler alert. It'll yeah. probably be me out yeah. of my five siblings. Yeah. That's the thing with the only child. I'm like, right. Sorry, Amber. This you know what I mean? Here. What do you think she's going to do with you guys? You oh, guys Amber's are going to be shipped to <laughs> You guys are going to turn 55. You guys are going to barely be, be like, getting your senior <laughs> discounts. And she's going to be like, well, mom, dad, I thought we would. Uh, the market's really high right now on your home, on your condo. No, I'll literally be. <laughs> what, what do you say? Let's put it on the market right now. Find a I'll great literally place be like, Woodland Hills. <laughs> I'll be like, honey, like, it's crazy. Like, you know, I just hit menopause and she'd be like, oh, I guess it's time to call that home. Menopause. Yikes. <laughs> Someone's going to have to take care of you now. <laughs> she's on her phone or her hologram device or whatever, you know? And she's like, Seriously. she's like, hmm, what do you guys think about? Do you like Carlton? Does that sound nice? This one look overlooking the beach? Ocean view? Partial ocean view. It's like Carlsbad so far away. And she'd be like, that, that, that's, you know, that's fine. That's fine. That's fine. You know, a nice ocean breeze. <laughs> Two different cafes to choose from. Buffet. I know how you love a buffet, dad. <laughs> oh my god no she will literally do that it'll be like just oh, straight away just like nope frank will probably take care of us oh yeah i love that like already you can get that sense of an energy yeah i think ruth will just be too busy for us see that's the thing this is the vibe that i get from ember ember and ruth have main character vibes they have ceo they have ceo energy and it's a little bit like whatever they're doing they're going to be very busy I think life that, will be very busy for them. Granted, I think I might be the most busy and most successful out of our five, my parents' five children. But my girl, how does that feel? Oh, it feels good. <laughs> yeah. You fuckers. Keep up. Try, bitches. Um, Straight into the <laughs> Joel said he thought he was going to be the most successful one in the family. Yeah. You're fuck you. Like- good luck with your business degree. <laughs> Um, but, <laughs> but I think that I have the strongest guilt and like guilt yeah. tied in with loyalty to family out of all of them, probably. Yeah, sure, sure, and sure. Actually, sure, Maddie sure. would probably take care of them, but she's in Missouri. So that leaves me. <laughs> Little old me. Yeah. Yeah, it'll be me for sure. And wow, what it, it, it will be my mom and I joke about it all the time because like like I said my dad is just like absolutely not and I'm just like I will force myself on you yeah. in this way father you oh, have that's to gonna be that's gonna be a battle that is actually gonna be a I think I, I can break him easily yeah because 
he's he my dad is like the most my dad is like the most hard shell that's this thin and just a mush inside. But you know you are you are totally going to go through the thing where you're going to come to his house and you're going to be like, Dad. I know. What? So I'm just going to, what I'm going to do is when he reaches a certain age, I'm just going to move right next door and yeah. just always just be like, or set up a camera. Just be like, if I'm not seeing him ring, him going in and out constantly, I'm going to be like, hello. Like, you know. This he, is how my nanny, that's how my nanny was too, where she'd be like, no, my left leg's broken, but I have a really good path where I just like, where I just paw along the dresser in order to get to the toilet. And then I pretty much have the bed and the couch to get straight to the kitchen. Like, I got it. You, you know? know what? I, I sure don't, you know, I don't want to uh, stereotype a group of people, but my dad was a, was raised in a very Catholic home, uh, was raised, uh, you know, by nuns. Yeah. And it's that like, don't you dare cry type mm. thing. And I think he's a quite sensitive person, actually. So I, it's, it's a very thin, thin shell. Now my mom and I, yeah. it is going to be a battle royale. Oh boy. And we laugh about it now because we're complete opposites. And I'm like, I'm going to make you miserable because you are so neat and organized that when I have to help you, it's mm. gonna make you insane because I won't be doing it right. Mm. <laughs> One thousand percent. Also, you know what's funny is when people get older, it's like they become even more themselves with no filter. Mm -hmm. Like, yeah. So, oh yeah. You know, there's that. Oh my god, did I did I tell you? Have I talked about this in the podcast before? That my um, so my nana, my mom's mom, um, she had a near death experience. Mm -hmm. So in like the recent year, she's very open about like how it happened, um, but won't talk about what happened. Oh yes. So check this out. What? Check this shit out. Wild. So when she, she had like a lot of health issues. Um, and when she was like in her like late forties, um, she had to get, oh, what is it called again? An angiogram. At like I think it was called, at, and at the time they used to like, you know, they they'd put you out and then they'd put like a little incision and do a tube like up to your heart and then they'd like inject dye so that they could like see oh. what was going on. So they were trying to figure out something with her. She had an allergic reaction to the dye. Flatlined. Passed away four minutes. Four minutes. And, you know, they had to use, like, the paddles on her. She still has, like, uh, burn marks and, like, scars from them. Mm -hmm. she, you know, she's okay. And it was, it's was it been wild because since then she's, like, health-wise, like, been fine for the rest of her life. Um, but this is what's wild is that my mom just told me this recently. I had no idea that because I had been talking to my mom about how I was scared about, like, the after yeah my mom said that my my nana used to be so scared of dying and like she would talk about it all the time when my mom was growing up and my mom said after she flatlined and came back she's never been scared of death ever since she'll talk to me about that like she would tell me like there's nothing to be there's nothing to worry about and when you ask her when you'll be like nana what happened she just she does she doesn't want to share what happened, but she just smiles and like nods and she's like, "Let's just, I'll just tell you it's all gonna be okay." How wild is that? Should we do DMT together? 
I the whole the the whole fucking conversation about this about my grandma got brought up because I told my mom I think I want to do DMT because I'm like I think it'll help me. Guess what? My neighbor just told me today that she is getting some DMT and she's like I'll do it and I'll let you know how it goes and if it's like if it's good then you know if you want to please I would I'm like that's like the one thing that I'm the think I'm down to do because I think it would really help. I was reading like all these articles about it recently about how something like however many percentage of atheists who do dmt like so many like exit not being atheists anymore mm, gray's done dmt twice and just, same old grayson is it, but it, but is it gray an atheist i don't know how grayson would identify i really don't okay but he says he's yeah i mean he's tapped into his spiritual side now yeah that's true it's tarot tarot maybe his dmt got- experience would be different now yeah i mean he did say so i was talking to him about i was talking about my friend oh well i don't know if i can say her name but one of my friends who we've had on the show um she just recently did a pretty high dose of mushrooms and she was talking about how she was in yosemite and she was like laying in a hammock and her friend was like sitting nearby and they were both on the mushrooms and she she was on a pretty high dose. So she says she just sort of like, like went out of her body and she's, she actually has been feeling really anxious about death lately okay. and like a lot of kind of unrest. Yeah. And she was sort of in this world and she saw like, and like this yellow, like orb aura and it she like knew it was her grandma and then she saw another one and she knew that it was her other friend, the one who was actually sitting on the in the chair nearby. But she like knew that her friend was kind of like going through something and she just kind of had to let her be. But she was basically like communicating with her grandma and she was like, it's fine. Like, I'll like, I'll see you again. We'll all we'll all like be here. Kind of like we'll all be here, you know. Sense. Anyway, after she exited the orb experience, I, I, she listens to this podcast. I hope I'm telling it right. Um, she like looks at her friend and her, she was like snaps out of it. And she was like, like, whoa, like what just happened? And her friend was like, I, I was an orb. Her friend literally said that. Like I was an orb. Like I was a, like the purple orb or whatever. And I was like dealing with my depression or whatever. And yeah, basically they were like having the same experience. She was like, after that, I really felt this piece of like, oh, and her grandma, it was sort of this family thing of like, she would always leave like a dime. And like later they, that day they were like by a lake and they were like spreading out their blanket and there was like a dime right there. And it was like this whole like universe thing. And she was like, yeah. And I just knew that it was like, yeah, it's like this, this knowledge of like this oneness after death. And Gray actually said when I was telling him about her experience, he was like, yeah, I mean, that's sort of how I felt on DMT is this sort of like, yeah, this, universal connection kind of thing that is that's inc- i mean that's when <laughs> like you're like a great experience and i'm like when i've read <laughs> no that's things. exactly how i am too because i've never had any experience like that but i'm like well no, but you have generally have ayahuasca no, no, but when you have first you have people you know in your Ooh, life oh, who have sure, first-hand sure, experiences sure, sure. but when i was like reading and like now you know down the youtube yeah you know uh uh hole that was what like the pretty much universal experience was with people who would take DMT is that it was like they could only describe it as like a loss of ego in the best way possible. Mm. These are like all of a sudden it hits you and you're like, 
I'm not me. I am part of a whole like move moving like and it's like our cells buzzing. Yeah. And we're just part of all of this. It's like, I mean, we're you and I are the same stuff as this wall. And yeah. then, like it's all just and it's like the realization of that. Also, DMT is only like, what, 15 minutes, 20 minutes? I think it might even be less. 10 or 15 yeah. minutes or something. But it feels like a <laughs> Yeah. And oh. it's weird how then a lot of people will see the same totally. beings. There's yes. like that blue woman. Well, I that, don't know like, about that, but Gray talks about like these that. sort of big alien like creatures. Yes. Yes. I'm curious. I want to ask you now. You got to ask him if it's like it was a blue creature because a lot of oh. people see either this like blue woman who's like a goddess type calming and like delivers a message mm -hmm. or like these they call them elves they're like these little kind of creatures that like deliver something and that a lot of people see the exact same kind of images which is which could be one of two things either it's people hearing the same thing from people over yeah, and over again yeah, so yeah. like it's in your brain while you're having the trip and you're expecting to see it but it's been like that for quite some time. Well, I don't know. My neighbor was just saying today that they see little, um, like almost like digital creatures. Is yes, kind of how the they described elves. it. Yeah, I guess so yeah. They're, yeah, they're, they're, they're um, yes, I forget they what author. Elves. <laughs> like you know, there's a certain author that called them elves. So now people call them. But he's, they said yeah, it was almost like these little like creature, like robotic yeah. looking tiny things that were like uh, registering certain things to you, and you're a little bit like, why do we see? The same thing. Do, people don't have, do they have any experiences in DMT? Like, like if you have bipolar or like anything like that, does, are, are there any reported issues that's with that only, kind of thing? That's the only thing that that's what I'm, sc I'm scared, scared of going of. fucking crazy. Yeah. That's the only thing I'm scared of is that there have been reports that people who do struggle with mental illness, that sometimes it can like be damaging. I'm like, I'm not, I'm looking to do it and get healed. Yeah, I'm right. Totally. For sure. <laughs> get worse. Granted, I haven't heard that about like, I don't think I've, I've I haven't ever heard of uh, mental health ish. Well, I don't know. I've not that much research with like ayahuasca, which is the yeah, same component mm -hmm. of DMT. Mm -hmm. And I wonder if I don't know. That's more of like the spiritual plant medicine, whereas DMT is just like the compound. You yeah. know, I don't yeah, know. I haven't heard that so much with ayahuasca either. That's a that that Ooh. is a little bit longer of a journey. Yes, but I, I like that because it's very like ritual based. You know, there are a lot of like indigenous shamans who mm -hmm. work with that plant medicine and like mm -hmm. your body purges and it's it almost feels like a little bit more of like a experience that that's about your journey yeah i don't know i had um it's so interesting i've had two sets of friends who were married who um went and did uh you know a retreat an yeah. ayahuasca retreat um both of them separate times both of them got divorced after it and they were like how evan and i were we got all got married really young yeah both of them got divorced all of them much happier yeah all of them much better hmm. and like specifically one friend talk about uh extreme like life 180 even just like went from being kind of you know kind of the cynical grumpy friend to being this like positive encouraging person who was always about the grind and is now about just like loving on people it's it was it's actually quite jarring mm. the, the extreme difference but he was talking to us because he you know of course when you have this experience then it's like you gotta do it and he was just talking about how after the first night how going 
um, into the second night <gasps> is so scary. Oh my God. That's what's terrifying me about those <laughs> retreats is I'm like, no, you guys are going to make me do that two or three times. Fuck no. Yeah, I know. That's all. Fuck like, no. I was like, just talking to someone about that the other day go? too. I'm like, you're so brave. Like, I was just talking to so somebody about scary. it the other day because, and they were talking about what it was like going into their second night and how <gasps> they were just mortified. Just so scared. I'm like, that is where I'm like tapping out. I'm like one experience and I'm like, we're good. Second. <sighs> but I don't know, like that. And that's the cool thing that was like with other things like shrooms or acid. Like if you're really, really scared or in a bad place, like going into it, like you be prepared for one hell of a time. But from what I've heard about ayahuasca is like it's so strong that it's going to take you wherever you need to go mm-hmm. on that journey. However, like painful or illuminating it may be, but you know, it's yeah. like you're going to you're going to come out on the other side of it and something some shit's going to be purged or that's dealt true. with. You that's know, that's true. Yeah. So that's the positive part, I guess, is you can go into it with fear, but it's still going to take you on it's the path you need to go. Gonna, yeah. Woo. Granted, mm-hmm. my neighbor is a psychedelic guide. So. <laughs> do we do it on the podcast? You know, it's interesting though. It's just there's... we're on DMT on the podcast. Oh. It's just dead silence for. <laughs> Have I told you about? There's a video. There's a video called "Gardening on Salvia." Have you ever seen this? And this guy's like, "I'm gonna garden on salvia," and he's like, "Here's my pot. Like, here's my dirt. Like, here's the plant." And then he smokes the salvia, and he just like falls over. And it's like eight minutes of him just like on his side, and occasionally like rolling up and looking at the sky. And the plants, are, the plant, and the pot, and the dirt are just sitting there. <laughs> podcast you on dmt we take dmt and then our eyes close and it's dead silent for eight minutes and then after eight minutes all of a sudden it's like oh my god (laughs) (laughs) but you know what though it's interesting because i was literally just talking to one of my friends about it yesterday morning and she was she's really experienced with psychedelics and she was telling me like you know let's get you like you're really you're really scared you have like ptsd of shrooms basically like let's get together um she's a mom like some of my other mom friends she's like let's get get together for a day in your backyard and like let's just microdose a little and you're in like in a safe feminine space like in your space let's just like do it and then i had that conversation with my neighbor today about the dmt and then now i'm having the conversation with you i'm like all right maybe it's time to dip my toe back in a little of the psychedelic world at you screaming at you i wrote it in my notes becca wow i wrote dmt in my notes to talk to you about today (laughs) you know what it feels like though it really does feel like when you know you have to like when you're pregnant and you like know you have to give birth and you're like oh fuck this baby's got to come out of me one way or another that is a perfect example yeah because you're like no i need to do it and it's going to happen but i'm like it's so wild i'm like less scared of like birth than i am of like psychedelics like i would choose to give birth to a baby unmedicated right now before yeah. like taking totally. something right now. Well, it makes sense to me. It's like you're because you then are you feel in control to a certain extent, like you're controlling your own body, right? It's all, no, you know what brain. it is? Like the physical pain is, mm. I can it's handle it. Not as it. hard as the emotional. The thing. mental pain, the brain, the, the, <laughs> the spirit pain, the spirit birthing pains of the mind and the spirit are, very scary the physical uh, the, my physical body you know and i honestly maybe that's why i'm in a way like not scared of death like i'm not really scared of anything that's going to happen to my body but i'm really scared of dying in pain i'm really scared of or fear i'm very scared of dying in fear and yes. 
so I'm scared of that like yes. mental, emotional yeah. suffering. Yeah. I'm just scared of the after part. Yeah. I will say after hearing my grandma's experience and because obviously I'm very close to her and know her well, yeah. like knowing not have not knowing her when she was very scared of dying mm. and just knowing who she is now and she is like she is the queen, she is a very strong Christian, but she was the one person my whole life who's always been like this very strong Christian, zero judgment, always accepting mm. like yeah, a beautiful example of a human being. She's an incredible person. Um, and nothing about my my grandma has ever been, like, fearful. It was like, no. Nana? Nana's been through everything. Nana had her built, like, Nana was on the border of Switzerland and Germany during World War II, and a bomb went off in her apartment mm -hmm. building, and mm -hmm. she got out, mm -hmm. barely as a kid like mm -hmm. that was her life experience and all this stuff and i was just like she's so not scared of my my mom was just like no your your grandma was so scared when i was a kid of everything wow. and once she had that experience she was like no i'm good wow so, so cool oh man what a great way to end, you know? I know. <laughs> what an I mean, honestly, what an adventure. What I'm an about absolute to pee adventure. my pants, but what a, what a great app. What a, what a great app. <laughs> you know, just us talking about all the things. Next time I talk to you, Becca, I would like to talk to you about the woolly mammoth and how they're trying to bring the woolly mammoth back. Using cells or some shit? They found, like... Uh, they're able to, like, genetic... I don't even fucking know how you do it. Like, well, via, you know... Um, DNA. They yeah, have, I'm not like, surprised because you know they've been cloning animals yeah. and people probably for the past three decades. For sure. So I'm sure they can just make a woolly mammoth. <laughs> yes, and there's a very large they found, company. Because like, frozen cells, right? Yes, and like, now there's a very large company who's already raised millions and millions and millions of dollars and they're, they are making a... They are creating new woolly mammoths. We'll talk about it next time. Just say real quick, for it or against it? Oh, God. Quick. One, two... Three. I can't. I would say against it because it's kind of scary, but then four because they say it would be good for climate change. Don't know how, but okay. Don't know, don't know how either, but I'm that's for what they it. Saw. You're for it. Chaos. I mean, <laughs> <laughs> and with that, broads, join us on Thursday for Michelle's first recap episode. <laughs> Chat soon. Chat soon. Woo! When did the camel fall over? When? When wait, it wait, 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 in. I want to guess. <laughs> when it when it when it pooped his pants dun, and got embarrassed. Dun. Is that what you're gonna say? No. What's the answer? Pooped on his friend. What? Oh, how tragic. <laughs> <laughs> now let's talk about something. I specifically remember a joke. <laughs> Wait, wait, wait. For the podcast! Wait, let me... <laughs> let me tell you a joke. What? What do you call a pickle in a cup? A hamel. <laughs> a, this is a joke uh, I still remember to this day. A five-year-old told me when I was like five. What do you call a pickle in a cup? A pickle in a cup. For what? <laughs> I feel like I was in the back of my head being like, it's him <laughs> Is anybody speaking here? Sign off. Say kiss. Nice to know you, pal. Chat soon. Nice to know you, pal. No, you say chat soon. Just do.
Uh-oh, gotta go. Yeah, that's right. Uh-oh, gotta go. Uh-oh, gotta go. Not going, not going, not going. 